Welcome to the How to Find Your Purpose course from Plato University. If you're wandering around aimlessly in life trying to figure out what it all means, then this course is for you. Combining psychology and ancient wisdom with modern science and systems thinking, you'll learn to develop passions into purpose, find out who you really are, how to make an impact in this world, and finally feel a sense of fulfillment in your life. If you're ready to live a purposeful life and want to learn the skills to do so, join us at Plato.University for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. Yesterday, we identified what it felt like to not have a sense of purpose in your life. Today, I want to discuss what sometimes happens when you feel that loss inside you and others try and present a purpose for you. Specifically today, we're talking about what purpose is not. Those false sense of purpose that we sometimes chase because we're trying to fill that void. And it's important to identify these now so you know what to avoid as we begin building your purpose. Now this void, this existential vacuum that you might find yourself in, seems to be the consequence of two things. First, in contrast to an animal, no drives and instincts can tell a man what he must do. Second, in contrast to former times, no conventions, traditions, and values tell him what he should do. And oftentimes, that person does not even know what they wish to do. And so they're left in this never-ending search. So what ends up happening is he wishes to do what other people do, conforming to society and what others are telling him, or he does what other people wish him to do. So somebody controlling him, telling him exactly what to be doing with his life. And these are the times when we easily fall trapped to these false senses of purpose that I'll describe here shortly, because they're pre-described templates for you to follow. And it feels so much easier to follow that template rather than try and make your own, rather than doing the work of figuring out what it is you actually wish to do. But if you're taking this course, you're taking your first step towards that. As humans, we need some sort of sense of direction, a way to guide and restrict our behavior, to tell us what we should do in life. We're also aware of our puniness as individuals in a world with billions of others in a vast universe. We are aware of our mortality and how we will eventually be swallowed up by the eternity of time. We need to feel larger than just the individuals we are and connected to something that transcends us. And this is the drive that sends you looking for a purpose. But sometimes people seek to create purpose and a feeling of transcendence in a very cheap way, to find it in the easiest and most accessible way with the least amount of effort. And such people give themselves over to false purposes, those that merely supply the illusion of purpose and transcendence. And they're in direct contrast with a real purpose, one that comes from within, an idea, a calling, a sense of mission that we feel personally and intimately connected to. It is our very own purpose. We may have been inspired by others, but nobody imposed it upon us and nobody can take it away. In contrast, a false sense of purpose comes from an external source, belief systems that we swallow whole, conformity to what other people are doing. A real purpose leads us upward to a more human level. We improve our skills and sharpen our minds. We realize our potential and contribute to society. But a false sense of purpose leads us downward to the animal side of our nature, to addictions, loss of mental powers, mindless conformity, and cynicism. So it is critical that we become aware of these false forms of purpose. Inevitably, all of us at some point in our lives fall for them because they are easy, popular, and cheap. But if we can eliminate the impulse towards these lower forms, we will naturally gravitate toward the higher in our unavoidable search for meaning and purpose. 
So now let's discuss what the most common forms of false purposes are that have appealed to humans throughout civilization. The first is the pursuit of pleasure. For many of us, working is just an irritating necessity of life. What really motivates us is avoiding pain and finding as much pleasure as possible in our time outside work. And these pleasures take all kinds of forms, whether it's sex, stimulants, entertainment, eating, shopping, gambling, technology, social media, and all sorts of festivals and games and things that distract us from the reality of life. But no matter what the object of the pursuit is, the pleasure we derive from them does not last very long. They get duller and duller with repetition. We either need greater and greater levels of the pleasure that we're seeking or new things entirely. We often become possessed by those objects we crave and lose ourselves. And this false sense of purpose is very common on our world today, largely because of how many distractions are available to us. But in order to actually have deeper levels of pleasure, we have to learn to limit ourselves, not overwhelming and overstimulating ourselves. When we operate with a sense of purpose, we know the value of limiting ourselves, opting for depth of experience rather than overstimulation. Now, normally pleasure is never the goal of human strivings, but rather and must remain an effect, more specifically the side effect of attaining a goal. Attaining a goal constitutes a reason for being happy. In other words, if there is a reason for happiness, happiness ensues automatically and spontaneously. So this is why we don't need to just chase happiness or pleasure, because when we're pursuing a goal, it happens as a side effect. You gain that pleasure within the pursuit of happiness something that we'll touch on in the next lesson in more depth. The second false sense of purpose or pursuit is the pursuit of status and power. People have always pursued fame and attention as a way to feel enlarged and more important. They become dependent on the number of people applauding them, the size of the army they command, and the crowd of people that serve them. And this false sense of purpose has grown even larger with the amount of social media we now have in our modern world. Now almost any one of us can have the quantity of attention that past kings and conquerors could only dream about. Our self-image and self-esteem become tied to the attention we receive on a daily basis. But as with pleasure, as we just spoke about, we have a much greater chance of attracting our status and power by developing a high sense of purpose and creating work that will naturally draw people to it. In Viktor Frankl's analysis, he talked about this drive for status as a will to power. And he talked about the pleasure principle as a will to pleasure. And both of these elements were derivatives of man's primary concern, which to him was a will to meaning, which was the basic striving of man to find and fulfill meaning and purpose. So when you engage in this will to meaning and to finding and fulfilling your purpose, you're going to gain pleasure, status, and power as a side effect. Victor Frankl saw pleasure, rather than being an end, the goal that we're aiming at, as actually being an effect of aiming at fulfillment. And power, rather than being an end in itself, the thing we're aiming at, is actually a means to an end. Because if man is to live out his will to meaning, a certain amount of power, say financial power for example, will be needed as a prerequisite. And we'll speak about this later on in the course when we talk about autonomy. Because in pursuing your purpose, you're going to need a certain level of autonomy, which is going to require a little bit of status and power. But it's not the thing we're aiming at in and of itself. We're just using that as a tool in order to help us fulfill our purpose. So you can see in these last two examples of pleasure and status and power, the problem arises when people aim at those things in and of themselves, rather than having them be a means or an effect of aiming at fulfillment. Which leads us to our next false sense of purpose, which is money. Another tool that we can help in order to reach our purpose, but should not be an aim in and of itself. 
We know that for many people, the pursuit of money and status can supply them with plenty of motivation and focus. But what ends up happening here when you chase money is you often enter fields or pursuits in which you can make the most money the fastest, aiming for the biggest paychecks, where your career choices may have no connection to your actual inclinations. And oftentimes, you're entering fields with other people that are chasing the same thing, so competition becomes extremely fierce. And often in your obsessive pursuit of money, your thinking becomes short-term, which can lead to terrible long-term consequences for your life. And most of the time, you're going to be end up following somebody else's template in order to make that money because it's a tried and true path. You know it'll work. So when you make money your primary goal, you never truly cultivate your own uniqueness. And finally, when you're chasing money, it's hard to ever know when you have enough because there's always other people that have more than you. So the quest becomes endless and exhausting. And since the connection to your work is not personal, you feel alienated from yourself. The pursuit feels soulless and you reach a state of depression and mania. But if you look at some of the most successful, famous, and wealthy individuals, they did not begin with an obsession of money and status. Instead, they concentrated on maintaining a high sense of purpose, and the success, with all the trappings, came as a side effect. So again, we're starting to see a pattern here, when we're focusing either on the means or the side effects, rather than focusing on the main goal of pursuing a purpose. Our next false sense of purpose is following a cause or some cult that is just fed to you rather than you coming up with it on your own. It's understandable people have a profound need to believe in something, and in the absence of a great unifying belief system, the void can be easily filled by all kinds of micro-causes and cults. When somebody else is espousing some ideology and you just soak it in because you have so much of a void in your own belief systems or sense of purpose, so you just swallow theirs. You can often recognize these false causes and cults by the vagueness of the people following them. These people cannot often describe the kind of world or society they desire to create in concrete practical terms. Much of the time, what they describe revolves around negative definitions, trying to get rid of these people or those practices, and the world will become a paradise. They have no sense of strategy or defined ways of reaching their nebulous goals, which is a clear sign that their group is merely about the release of emotions. Now, allying ourselves with the cause can be an important part of our sense of purpose. In fact, in this course, I'm going to show you when you put your purpose into practice, how you can take this beyond yourself and to create a cause behind it. But it must emerge from an internal process in which we have thought deeply about the subject and are committing ourselves to the cause as a part of our life's work. So understand here, it's coming internally from us, this drive that we have, rather than swallowing someone else's ideology and coming from an external source. We are not simply a cog in the machinery of such a group, but active contributors, bringing our uniqueness into play and not mimicking what others are trying to have us swallow. We're not joining this cause as a need to gratify our ego or to vent ugly emotions, but rather out of a hunger for a justice and truth that springs from deep within our sense of purpose. On the other end of this spectrum is cynicism, our next false sense of purpose, which is where we believe in no cause, that there's no meaning to life. It's where you continue to hold on to that void of purpose and instead make that your purpose. There's a quote by Nietzsche that said, man would rather have the void as purpose than to be void of purpose. And in our world today, with the growing disenchantment with politics and the belief systems of our past structures, this form of false purpose is becoming increasingly common. And you often see it in those that say life is absurd, meaningless, and random. When they start to tear down standards of truth, excellence, or meaning, and say that these are old-fashioned or antique systems. 
when they start espousing that everything is relative, that judgments are just simply interpretations of the world and where one is not better than the other. You can see it in those that have a disdain for all types of authority, saying that politicians are corrupt, people are just gaming the system, all authority should be mistrusted, and it should all just be tore down anyways, and that all the systems should just be tore down anyways. But behind this mask of not caring is a great fear of trying and failing, of standing out and being ridiculed. It stems from sheer laziness and offers those a consolation for their lack of motivation to accomplish something. But in the search of meaning and purpose, we want to move to the opposite direction, where reality is not brutal and ugly, but contains so much worth of wonder and beautiful things that can be created, where those that are creating and following their sense of purpose are celebrated, where you want to realize some of the potential in your own life and not wallow in the cynical slacker attitude. You see a purpose behind everything that you experience in life. And the last false sense of purpose that we'll discuss is doing pure optimization, self-actualization, or self-development as your end goal. This is when people are confusing the tools that are going to help them down the path to their purpose as the end goals. They're focusing on the best ways to optimize their time, taking tons of self-development courses, getting coaches, and doing things to better themselves, but forgetting what it's in service of. Self-actualization is an effect, the effect of meaning fulfillment. Viktor Frankl has a quote that says, what man is, he has become through that cause which he has made his own. It's in the pursuit of our purpose that we're going to self-actualize and become the person we want to be. You don't make self-development the goal because then you're developing for no reason. You make a cause the goal, one that comes from an internal understanding, and as a side effect of rising to the occasion of reaching that goal, you will self-develop. All of these false senses of purpose are exacerbated by our focus on short time horizons. Our modern day society's mixture of status seeking, insecurity, self-promotion, and superficial values create a culture where pursuing short-term victories are at the expense of enduring aspirations. But as many people have experienced, these short-term goals, these quick routes to fortune and happiness, often don't actually lead to their desired material ends. Because any success in life, from the mundane to the spiritual, requires sustained effort. The more lasting and fulfilling kinds of success require a deeper reflection on the purpose that underlie the efforts. We know that the accumulation of material success without an ultimate concern, some larger purpose that the material success is meant to serve, is a prescription for a dispiriting sense of emptiness once the initial glow of self-gratification is worn off. And when we do this, not only do we lose sense of what's worthwhile to strive for, you also deplete your main source of enduring motivation. Now, why does it matter if you're chasing a false sense of purpose? Well, because these are temporary, they're fleeting, and will eventually leave you unmotivated, unfulfilled, or worse yet, in existential despair. Look, things like money, status and power, and other external drivers can be fantastic short-term motivators but only until we feel safe and secure, meaning that we have enough money to pay for food, clothing, and shelter, and have a little left over for fun. Measure happiness levels among Americans, as Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman discovered, and they rise in direct proportion to income, but only until we earn about $75,000 a year. After that point, they start to diverge wildly. Happiness becomes untethered to income, because once we meet our basic needs, the lure of all the stuff it took to meet them begins to lose its luster. But of course, we can't deny that we also want these things. So how do we achieve these things while still being in pursuit of our purpose? Well, in all the examples that we spoke about in our false senses of purpose, 
The pattern that you can start to recognize is pay attention to what you're aiming at. When we're trying to reach any level of success in life, our aim should be towards that North Star, towards that purpose that we're trying to reach. And to realize that all these other items like pleasure, status and power, money, self-actualization, they're either a side effect of us fulfilling our purpose or they're a means to help us reach that purpose. But they're not end goals in and of themselves. And that's the key thing to keep in mind with these other pursuits, to realize that they're means to an end, not the end itself. Ultimately, what matters is what you're aiming at. And in this course, we're going to help you develop that aim, to sharpen it, to know exactly where you're headed, so that you never fall for one of these false senses of purpose. And you can begin to develop that for your own, so you don't consume someone else's cause, but have one that comes from your internal understanding of yourself. And we keep you from the existential despair of falling into cynicism and that nothing in the world matters because you know with that burning light of purpose that this matters in the world and it's worth fighting for. So for our activity today, I want you to take some time to evaluate your own life and where you might be pursuing a false sense of purpose. Where are you pursuing pleasure just because it's pleasure? Are you chasing status and power or money? Have you swallowed somebody else's cause rather than coming up with your own? or reached a point of cynicism where you believe in nothing at all? Or are you just trying to self-develop and get better and better, but in the service of nothing, you have no purpose for it yet? Go through these false senses of purpose and find out the ones that ring true for you. Thank you for taking the How to Find Your Purpose course to get everything you need to develop your purpose, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners. Then visit plato.university slash courses slash purpose and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash purpose. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.